had drones stuck in my hair. You are not wrong. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are going to talk about using a scorecard in your business using KPIs, key performance indicators, in order to just kind of keep track on what's going on in your business. So, yeah, the, you know, you have to be keeping track of things. Otherwise, you're just going to be guessing and hoping at the end of the year you made money or you did what you wanted to do for your goals. So you have to have some kind of metric to keep track of it. And KPIs are one of the main things you'd be looking at. And we're going to go over which ones you need to be looking at. We'll take a deeper dive into that in just one sec. Here's a quick word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. The only app every landscaper needs, CompanyCam makes it dead simple to communicate, document, and problem-solve with guys in the field, no matter where you are. CompanyCam brings documentation, communication, and liability protection together in one simple, easy-to-use app for you and your entire team. Take unlimited photos and videos, share custom reports, create flawless before and afters, and even communicate and share progress with homeowners with galleries and project timelines, all from your smartphone. CompanyCam. The only app every landscaper needs. Check it out at companycam.com slash million or in your app store. If you run a landscape or lawn care business, you know the work never ends. There's customer service, hiring staff, mounds of paperwork. The to-do list just goes on and on. Plus, you still need to do the actual work that pays your bills. Running your entire business with pen and paper alone is just hard and really plain messy. You know you need a better system to stay on top of everything so nothing falls to the cracks. Jobber is a mobile and online app that helps keep your business organized and looking more professional than ever. With Jobber, you can quote jobs, schedule your crews, send out invoices, accept payments online all in one place. You won't know how you ran your business without it. Jobber offers free one-on-one coaching to help get you started, and there's no software experience needed. Get paid on time, go paperless, and impress your customers. Try it for free today at getjobber.com forward slash MDL. This podcast is brought to you by Busy Busy. Busy Busy is so simple to use, and it's the most reliable GPS time tracking app on the market. And the best part is, it was built for landscapers. Busy Busy's founder created Busy Busy because he owns multiple construction companies and needed to understand better which projects were making him money and which projects were killing him. Payroll is the highest variable cost in the project, so you better be tracking it. Busy Busy does this better than anyone else. So download Busy Busy today, and don't forget to mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast to get three free months. We want to take a quick second to tell you about our friends over at Cycle CPA. I can't even express to you how important it is to have a good accountant on your side. You know you want accurate bookkeeping and financial statements every month. Instead, you're often left with limited time to focus on the accounting side of your business and no reports to show for it. At Cycle CPA, the landscaping accountants, They not only handle the bookkeeping, but also provide landscape industry benchmarking, job costing, financials by service line, advisory meetings, and much more. Cycle CPA has a team of landscaping accountants available to provide anything from bookkeeping to CFO services. Visit CycleCPA.com 
And for $100 off, mention the Million Dollar Landscaper podcast. If you want to get the leads you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Okay, before we dive in, I mean, I have to say, like, if you ever think that we're recording a podcast without the dog physically touching one of us, you are usually mistaken. But I'm afraid to stop petting him because if I stop, he's going to, like, Godzilla his way through all the cameras that we have set up and they're all going to fall over. So I'm just going to set everybody up with the expectation that either you're going to see me petting a dog and hair (laughs) flying everywhere because he's shedding real bad. Or all the cameras, if all the cameras go black or sideways, it's because he has knocked all of them over. Or, or I have hot breath here on me. You, you get whichever end you want. Yes, I just, <laughs> I mean, as glamorous as podcasting is, I just wanted to kind of set the tone for everybody of what exactly we have going on here right now. <laughs> it's pretty exciting. Exactly. So back to KPIs, uh, key performance indicators, like Scott said, they are a way of <laughs> knowing what's going on in your business mm-hmm. uh, because If you aren't keeping tabs on things, then how do you know what is and isn't working? Because if you have goals and you want to get there, then how do you even know if you're on track to reach them? If you aren't using something to measure how and where you're going? Absolutely. And it's something many people think they need later on in their business, but it's really something you need to be looking at even early on. You know, even if you only have a couple employees, there's a couple of key things you need to be looking at. So we'll definitely get into some of that. Yes, and we're going to show you how to keep it on a scorecard, like Mm -hmm. keep it all in one place. And then that way you can use this scorecard when you have your weekly team meeting. Spoiler alert, if you don't currently have weekly team meetings or you do and they're a little unstructured and they're not going so great, tune in next week because we're going to give you um, like an outline and some structure on a great way to run a team meeting, keep it on track and just, you know, just have a more effective team meeting. So stay tuned. And the scorecard will come into play during that as well. Yep. We're actually going to be having a little download for this one as well. It's just like a sample scorecard. Just to kind of give you an idea of what you could be tracking. And as as you'll see as discussing this, this is something that varies upon your business, what you need to discuss or what you need to measure, I guess. Yeah, these scorecards, they're not fancy. It's pretty easy to do, uh, but we went ahead and put one together for you guys so you don't even have to worry about doing it. So go ahead and get that download because you're going to want to get this filled out with everything that we've talked about so you can have it ready for next week's team meeting podcast. So, all right, what are we going to put on the scorecard? (laughs) What are we doing? (laughs) Well, the key is to focus on and identify vital signs that are important to your business and then develop a system for tracking these metrics based on your business. Mm -hmm. It's like everything else. We're always like, it just depends on what you're doing. But these vital signs are just things that they're really going to show if you're heading in the right direction or not. Mm -hmm. For example, sales is something. See, the dog just bumped a camera. So if you're watching this, it's because the, the dog's getting antsy. Anyway. Sales is a good KPI. That's a key metric because that's something that will very much can make or break your business. Gross profit margin, all those net profit margin. There's key metrics and sales is good. Sales is always important because, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're usually setting a goal, especially if you're putting together a budget, which you should. 
But you're putting together a budget, you set a goal of what you want your annual revenue to be, your sales to be. And it's important to kind of keep that track of that a long way just to make sure you're doing what you can to achieve that goal. Well, you'll know that you're behind. If it gets to be like July and August and you haven't reached, you know, at least half your sale goal for the year, uh, you're, it's pretty bad. Well, I mean, depending on how long your season is, you might want to have have reached more of your uh, than half of your sales goal. But this just gives you a way to kind of keep tabs on that so you know where you stand. Yep. Uh, Some other things you want to be looking at is the number of leads you have coming in. Uh, And this is very important. Many people think, I don't need to really worry about that. But if you really start looking at the number of leads coming in, it can dictate how many sales you need to get to achieve that sales goal. And actually inside the academy, we just put together a new sales KPI tracker in there that actually, based on the number of leads you have coming in now, it actually help you predict how many leads you need to come into your business, which can help you figure out what you needed to do to improve your marketing. So exactly, because depending <laughs> on what, how many sales you're closing, you mm-hmm. might need, you might know. Oh, okay, well, I need to have, you know put out at least twenty five bids in order mm-hmm. to close on five. Is that what you're saying? What yep. your closing ratio and everything is. So That's, we have a much more in depth, fancier course on that specifically for sales yeah. inside the academy. And it also does discuss the closing ratios too, because that's very important. And you know, people are say, you know. I'm getting, you know, I'm selling 100% or 90% of your, you know, my jobs. Well, that might be an indicator. You might be a little too low in your pricing because if you're closing 100% of your jobs, mm-hmm. you're probably underbidding your jobs. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> a good thing to look at. Yeah. Because yeah. you might think that not closing a job is uh, not closing on every single job. You might think of it as a bad thing. But if you are tracking your gross profit, net profit, and your sales, and say that you're tracking your profit and your profit is low, but your closure rate is high, boom, you are not charging enough because you're making sales, but you're not making enough money. So that's just a little, that's a way to use this scorecard. That's like a way to just look at everything and then make interpretations based on the numbers that are in this scorecard. And you can change this scorecard up depending on if you're meeting with only your field team. You can have KPIs on there that are only applicable to your field team. You might have like production hours. And, you know, like uh, you can use those production hours to uh, measure your productivity rate. So that's very specific to them. If you have a meeting with only sales staff, you can have some of that sales stuff on there that Scott talked about. Like another one for sales would be your average ticket, average sale. So if, you know, if you're constantly doing like $10,000, $20,000 sales and all of a sudden, you know, you or one of your sales people are just doing like $1,000 sales. Okay, what's going on? We're not going to be able to meet our revenue goal if we're, you know, our sales or too low. On the other thing too, to look at is if you do lawn treatments, you might have an average ticket size that you're trying to achieve with that. And you might have to work on improving, you know, your technicians out there doing stuff, try to upgrade stuff or work on your salespeople to upgrade, you know. Yeah, have more upsells upsells or to get, yeah, close bigger jobs. Yep. So it's always important to kind of look at those things. Yeah. So this will make more sense when you get the download and Mm -hmm. you can kind of see what we have on there for you. But really, this scorecard, it's really going to help you, you know, check that pulse of your business at a glance Mm -hmm. without having to take deep dives. This is going to allow you to just quickly get an idea of how things are going, because most of these are numbers that you can collect and generate weekly. Some of them um, may differ. Uh, Like if you have a meeting with your office staff, you might not have to look at uh, all of your accounts payable, accounts receivable every week. That may be something you do monthly. It's well, it's up to you. Yeah, and I mean on that point, it depends on what you need too. At that point, if you have an issue with your accounts receivable not 
you know, getting, then you want to do it weekly. Then, yeah. Then you <laughs> want to do it more. You know, if you are usually staying up to date on your accounts receivable, then it might be something you may not need to track. Like Katie said, it could be every yeah. month. This so. is all going to be something that you can kind of play with mm-hmm. and just find out what's comfortable for you. Play with it, put things in, take things out, but just, you know, feel it out a little bit and see what's going to work well for you and your business. Yeah. And we're not trying to give you more work to do with this because one of the good things about this is if you have somebody in the business that is already responsible for that KPI, they're the one that can go ahead and update the scorecard. Like if you have sales staff, then they can be the one that updates the scorecard with the closing ratio or what the sales were for the week. If you have a foreman, they can write down what the productivity was. You don't have to be the one doing all of this. Yeah, and it. And there's a lot of software out there now that if you're using in the softwares, a lot of them have that stuff built in. It just might be a matter of you going and figure out where you need to get it. Just to kind of give you an example, we would have some of these, when we do some of these meetings, we actually had to have an SOP made just so you knew, okay, I need to go in this program to get this. Because like early on, we only had QuickBooks and we had Salesforce for our, our sales team. And there are two separate programs initially when we had it. So you had to go into QuickBooks to find our sales and our revenue and all that. Mm-hmm. And then- Salesforce, you had to go in and find out how many leads we had and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it just depends on what kind of software you're using. But some, you know, sometimes it's all integrated. You know, if you have like Aspire or I think Service Autopilot, they all have them kind of in one. So it just depends. But you do need to grab that stuff. Though. Yeah. And like I said, you can do it. You can assign somebody else to do it. But just make sure that it does get updated as frequently as it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Weekly, monthly, whatever it's supposed to be. Just making sure that it does indeed get done. Well, and I do want to say no matter what your business is, you probably want to have your revenue on there. That's just kind of like an FYI. Like you should always be keeping track of that because then you can tell your people, it's like, oh, okay, our current goal is to make whatever this amount of revenue or this amount of net profit. If it's X and you want it to be Y, then this is just, it's just a lot of people are visual. I'm a very visual person. It helps me to just see it. Like if I can look at this sheet every week and see if we are or are not meeting goals, a quick little reference sheet is Good. Um, And also, this is a good way to get everybody involved in solving any problems that may become apparent from tracking these numbers. Say you are you, you know, you do this for a couple weeks, you know, a month and you're noticing a trend of, okay, my sales are not what they should be. If you have a sales team, then they can help you come up with solutions to fix that problem. If your productivity is low and your jobs are taking too long, if you maybe you only have a couple employees, maybe you have crew members in on these meetings. Well, they can come with solutions to fix these problems. That way, everything isn't on you as the owner. To that point, if your crews are out there doing work and say doing lawn maintenance, maybe you need to get a different piece of equipment to get that productivity up. They're saying, you know, or we've had one, you know, we're down to only one weedy whip or, you know, whatever it is, they might be able to give you some insight that maybe you don't even see or don't even realize is going on. You know, the crew might be short something or you're having a machine that's constantly broken down. Well, what can we do? Do we need to fix that machine? Do we need a new machine? Or, you know, it's important to kind of look at that and get input from your team. Yeah. Well, that way you're not trying to solve everything yourself, mm-hmm. especially if you're not out in the field full time. You can get kind of detached from what goes on out in the field. So it's good to have input from the people that are out there actually in the dirt every day. And it goes back to your company culture, too, because it gets mm-hmm. them feeling involved and it just helps build that team building Oh, sure. I mean, some of their ideas might be garbage and that's fine, but you you don't tell them it's garbage, but (laughs) you just thank them for their input um, and that you'll continue to look, you know, for ways to solve. So, (laughs) but it does, it gets everybody, where do you want to work? Do you want to work for a place where you just have like a tyrant boss that's just griping at you and telling you, you have to do better, but they don't tell you how to do better and you don't know how and you don't know what to do? 
Or do you want to work at a place where it's like, oh, okay, I feel like my opinion is valued. And if my performance is poor and it's because of something external, like a piece of equipment or something, and I have a boss that will listen to me, you know, mm-hmm. I think people want to work at that place. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I've been in two businesses where they did a lot of lawn maintenance and they would actually have like their crew's productivity rates up on the whiteboard. And every week they got updated. And the crews had actually started to develop a competition between one another. And they actually, I think they ended up having a, uh, you know, some kind of reward for at the end of the month. If you, you know, stayed above a certain percentage of productivity rate, then they got a something. I forgot what it was. But it, like the biggest thing I thought I took from that, I remember seeing was that the crews started to develop a competition, which is awesome because then it just increases productivity throughout. Yeah, and you don't so, even have to do it. <laughs> yeah. By nothing that you did, just human nature of being a little competitive. <laughs> well, just by displaying that productivity rate up there weekly. So, yeah. So this, like we said, this scorecard, it's going to become important um, in next week episode when we talk about running a meeting. So you just need to make sure that everybody is being responsible for their portion of the scorecard, yourself included. And to just, like we said, base what you put on the scorecard just on your primary goals. Mm -hmm. Like maybe your goal is to work four 10-hour days. Okay, well then productivity is going to be something that you have on your scorecard because, oh, are we having to work that fifth day or are we having to come in and work Saturdays? Develop a metric to track that and put it on your scorecard. Because if it's important to you, put it on the dang card. Um, If employee retention is something that you need to work on and is important to your business, develop a metric for it and put it on your card. That way it's something that you can look at. Yeah, and it's just, like Katie said, it just has to be something that's relevant to you, what you're trying to improve on. You know, if you're just a smaller business, you probably don't need to be worrying about employee retention at this time. It might be if sales. If you have and, one or two employees yeah. and one of them's your brother-in-law, yeah. then you probably, it's probably not a huge issue. Yeah, <laughs> and it just depends what's important in your business. You know, it could be like- But if you're just of, starting out, sales might be more yeah. important or yeah. uh, net profit. Yeah, Sorry, an- go another ahead. good one is, you know, when you start getting bigger and you're having your crews go out doing their jobs on their own, is customer complaints. That could be another good one. Ooh, yeah, so, that's a good one. Um, you know, we want to keep that down and figure out what we can do to, to reduce those. So it's, again, it just depends on your business and what you're doing. Yeah. So go ahead, get the free download. It'll be in the show notes. We'll have yeah. some stuff in there for you so you can kind of get an idea of what we're talking about on what needs to go on this. Get that downloaded and filled in and hold on to that for next week where we go over how to use that in a team meeting to help yeah. you run effective team meetings. Yeah. So. They all apply together. They all go together. <laughs> yeah. And if you've never run a team meeting, you're not going to want to miss next week. Or if you're running them and they're not productive or just not going well, or if they're just kind of like me, we'll give you some strategies to keep those on point, on track and productive. So yeah. anything else? No, nope. I think that's it. You got some questions for me? Absolutely do. All right. Would you rather be the most popular kid in school or the smartest kid in school? Probably the most smartest. I know. That was my gut reaction. Not the most smartest. Most... Yeah, they <laughs> sounded so intelligent just then. That was my gut reaction as well. Or, I don't know, but a lot of time popular people can get far in life just because they're schmoozy and get jobs and have That's connections. True. So I, I just like to play devil's advocate on that one. But All right, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen a kid do? Funniest thing? Hmm, oh. I have to think about that one. Not sure. Just any kid. doesn't have to be one of ours. Yeah. You've been ignoring our kids all these years. They've done a lot of funny things. <laughs> I know, but it's trying to hard to narrow things down. They've flew drones into your hair. They see, I else? have had drones stuck in my hair. You are not wrong. You usually fly them into tree branches. The kids right. have well, they had the small, like to be fair, it was inside yeah. with the little like what are they like they're four tiny inch? Tiny whoops they're called. Yeah, yeah little, tiny whoops. Yep. Yes, but it did they yeah, they thought they were real, real funny buzzing my head. 
uh, just to be little turds. <laughs> and it wasn't quite as funny when it was in my hair. So, okay. I have like a hundred, but that's okay. I don't think anyone wants to hear my hundred kid stories. Uh, if you could be guaranteed one thing in life besides money, what would it be? I think it would be for my family to be taken care of and not have to worry about anything, money. Well, set besides money. Or, well, just so they're happy and taken care of and do what they want. That's a good answer. That's so kind of you. Thank you. So, <laughs> all right. On that note, don't forget to download your free scorecard. Get it filled out and put together and hang on to it for next week's episode where we go over how to run an effective team meeting. Yep, and if you're looking to get more of these uh, scorecards and, and KPIs and sales trackers like we have in the Academy, check out the Millionaire Academy today. Well, yeah, if you think our free stuff is great, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the stuff we've got in the Academy is even better. Yep. So. <laughs> so definitely check it out. MillionaireLandskeeper.com forward slash Academy. So check it out. All right, we will see you next week. Team meetings. <laughs> Hey everyone, just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. 